What's going on, guys? My name is Jake. That's Jesus. This is your Body Comp Prescription, where we help you navigate through all things health and fitness. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at BodyCompRx. We are not doctors or nutritionists, so uh, keep that in mind as we start the conversation. But uh, Jesus, what are we uh, what are we talking about today for uh, episode number two? Hi, right, guys. Welcome. Um, thanks for listening. So today, episode two is kind of picking back off of episode one. Um, today, we'll be talking about keys to fat loss, our tips and tricks to that, and kind of like the science behind fat loss. So Perfect. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the best place to start is with um, the, the, the best thing that we got is uh, being in a calorie deficit. You know, a, a calorie deficit is basically consuming uh, less calories than you burn throughout the day. Um, and that's important because um, if you don't do that, you're either just going to maintain or you can actually gain weight. So um, calorie deficit, a good place to start would be around two to 500 calories, uh, just because if you go more than that, it could be um, a little bit too aggressive and you run the risk of um, just losing weight and not necessarily losing fat. Um, you can lose some muscle as well. So we don't want that. Um, going between two to 500 calories um, is kind of the range you want to stay in because you can either be conservative or aggressive. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, depending what what route you take, whether you're conservative and start at like a 200, which is okay, it's not a bad thing. Or if you want to go more aggressive and you know start at 500, taking out 500 calories from your normal diet. Um, our main goal is kind of something we Jake and I always preach is having a high quality weight loss. Um, what that means is that you want to make sure you have high ratio between your muscle mass, so you know, making sure you look nice and strong, to your uh, fat mass. So you want it, we're decreasing our fat mass and increasing our muscle mass. Um, and kind of a reminder is when you're in this um, fat loss journey, it's not always going to be like on a downward slope. You're not going to see uh, one week you're going to drop two pounds, four pounds, six pounds. It's not always going to be going out. It's actually, um, I like to say it's a roller coaster ride because you know, first week you may drop ten pounds. And then the following week, you're up two pounds. And then you'll drop only one pound the following week. And it's just back and forth, back and forth. But um, one good thing to remember is that this is a journey. It's not a uh, short term. It's not a two-week thing. It's not a 30-day thing. It's going to be yeah. months, maybe years. And you'll see that when, if you're tracking your weight and you're seeing tracking your uh, fat loss, you see that go down, up, and back down again. But like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Um, so with that said, Jake, uh, what do you think it's a good tip we should give to, to our fans? Uh, one, one of the things that I think gets overlooked a lot in um, any um, fat loss journey or diet or whatever you want to call it is the amount of protein that gets consumed. Um, I think people immediately just, they, they think of the calorie deficit, right? They just know I got to eat less than what I burn. And even though that's still correct, protein is a huge part of how you're going to look at the end of your journey. Um, because what most people don't realize is they're already consuming less protein than what they already need. Usually, um, until you track, you usually don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the amount of protein that you need, especially to sustain muscle, let alone build muscle while you're losing fat, is really high. So, mm-hmm. my biggest tip is whatever you're eating, try and eat some more. 
And the yeah. reason that, even though that may sound a little like counterintuitive um, in the aspect of the going back to the calorie deficit, the benefit of eating a lot of protein is that it has a really high thermic effect and um, you'll end up burning more calories as you, uh, it, in consuming protein versus a fat or a carb. So one gram of each, you'll end up burning more calories processing that like through metabolism from protein over a fat or a carb. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you were to eat the same amount of um, calories worth of carbs as you do protein, you will actually lose more weight from consuming the, pro the protein side, even though it's the same number of calories, yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, so yeah. that's probably my biggest thing. Yeah, I um, kind of like to explain that a little bit further. Our body naturally, uh, you know, well, with the protein that we consume, we're uh, making proteins and then our body also naturally uh, breaks down proteins, right? Mm -hmm. So um, kind of like, I like to explain it when you're at a resting state, you know, I guess just to make it simple, when you're just, when you're resting, you're sleeping, just laying on the couch, right? Your body is naturally breaking down protein. And if you're not consuming your, um, reaching your goal of daily protein, you should be eating in your diet. Um, you become at a negative state, right? So, cause if you're only eating X amount of proteins and your body is breaking down a ginormous amount of protein in your system, um, you're, you're at a negative balance. So kind of to fight that, you want to increase the amount of protein you are consuming. So then when you are at rest and your body's naturally breaking down the proteins, hopefully you're at an equal balance there. Um, I, I kind of wanted to share uh, a personal story. Um, um, yeah. Like maybe about two years ago, Jake and I like, or main, mainly myself, we were uh, counting my calories, right? Looking at how much protein I was eating. And I thought, you know, you know, coming from, you know, Mexican household, you're always consuming chicken and like steak. And, and I'm like, dude, protein's easy. I love protein, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, I did not realize how hard it is to actually reach your protein goal. I I was not like, I, I was just tracking my calories normally. And I quickly realized I was like, I don't need enough protein. I was like, I'm, I'm in this fat loss journey, but I was not consuming enough protein. I had to find ways to increase the amount of protein I was consuming during that weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of like my biggest takeaway. It's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I was like, dude, it brought me back when I first started trying. I was like, oh my God, nowhere near, nowhere near that goal. Yeah. Usually, usually when you like, when you ask someone um, how much protein they intake and they're like, oh, don't worry. I eat, I eat chicken for like every meal. And even though yeah. that's their answer, they don't know how much chicken they're eating or they, they don't know, like, I don't, strictly preach like tracking macros and knowing the exact number of grams of protein that you eat per day because that gets mm -hmm. a little bit tedious over time but until you actually track for even like two three days to a week you don't realize how short you are until you're forced to do it because again uh, going back to what we said earlier about um, protein being important for um, uh, the the breakdown process but is uh, also for um, burning extra calories um, during metabolism. It's it's super important to keep that high if you're trying to maintain muscle while losing weight, and that's kind of what that's what we're talking about is is fat loss. So mm -hmm. you know, if you lose all this weight, that's awesome. But if you look like a you know, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but like if you look like a stick by the end of it, 
it's not really going to be as satisfying as it would if you were to maintain all of your muscle throughout from day one to day whenever it's finished. Yeah, that's yeah, just my, my it, goes, it goes back to, you know, having a high quality fat loss program, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it's not good quality if you're just, you know, slimming down, but you're also losing your, your muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, any, other, any other tips? Uh, any other tips for fat loss? Um, for me, I think one, um, I, I think I previously said in like the intro that I used to be a trainer as well. One of my biggest tips is walking, honestly. I think what gets overlooked is how powerful walking is as a fat loss tool, because I personally hate running. Like I'm, I'm definitely not someone who enjoys cardio, you know, like there's, there's very, um, I think, I think Jesus enjoys cardio more than I do since he did track and, uh, cross country in high school, but like, I, I personally don't like it. And I know that there's not, there's other people that don't like it also. Yeah. It's not and, for everyone. And walking is so easy to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh uh, yeah, you can walk on a treadmill, but honestly, there's something so like therapeutic about going outside for like a 30 or a 45 minute walk. You know what I'm saying? You burn more calories than you think. And it's so much more, um, it's such a lower impact on your body than running or a Stairmaster is, or even an elliptical. Mm -hmm. And I just think that gets overlooked a lot. So I would say walking is a big one. What about you? So I think uh, it's, I think walking is definitely one of them, but kind of my biggest like underrated fat loss technique, right? Um, it's easy, cheap, and quick. Getting a mm-hmm. full eight plus hours of rest mm-hmm. and staying hydrated. And obviously I have here daily exercise, but daily exercise could be anything. You know, obviously you want to hit the gym. You want to, you know, get a full exercise in. But if getting that daily exercise is parking at the end of the parking lot and walking all the way to Target, you know, yeah. that, that, that's, that helps a lot. Um, I think it's very underrated, um, the amount of water, um, we should be consuming and the amount of sleep we should be getting. Cause if you're, you know, if you're doing anything right, you're eating well and you're exercising, but you're not, you know, you're getting four hours of sleep every day, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive and vice versa with anything else, you know, if you're not consuming enough water, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose. Well, j- just to piggyback off what you're saying about sleep, because I do agree that that's a huge part of the the things that get over get overlooked um during any whether it's fat loss or it's muscle building it doesn't matter that gets overlooked every single time um because what we neglect about sleep is that that's when all of the important things are happening that's when we're recovering from everything that we're doing so you know because even though you're exercising every day you're whether it's resistance or cardio it doesn't matter if you're exercising, that's great because you're putting yourself in a calorie deficit. But if you're not resting a sufficient amount, you're not going to recover and be able to perform the best that you can the following day or the following days after that. So you're only as good as your sleep is, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. I, it definitely goes underrated. Um, mm. So yeah, I think, do you have any more tips to share with us? Um, I think, like as far as um, fat loss goes, a lot of people want to talk about like diets. Like they they hear the word diet and they like like shrivel up and they like hate the word <laughs> diet, you know. 
but start panicking yeah but yeah everything we eat in a day is our diet you know you shouldn't have to go on a diet you have a diet if that makes mm-hmm. sense but oh, yeah. um not getting too deep into it i think one of the flaws that i see with diets in particular is that people completely flip sides from what they normally do um and pick something completely random because they heard their cousin Johnny did it and it worked for him, you know? Mm. Oh, my, my cousin Johnny just did keto and he lost 50 pounds. Well, that's great for, you know, Johnny, but if you're eating, you know, 200 plus grams of carbs a day, you like pasta, you like rice, you like, I mean, I like tortillas. Cookies, yeah, tortillas. Um, <laughs> if you eat a ton of carbs, keto is not for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, you're, you're gonna end up in a bad place by following something that you know you can't do for a long period of time. Yeah. I have no no vendettas against any diet, but if you pick one, it should be um, something you're able to do um, and it should be somewhat similar to what you already do on a day-to-day basis, just like tapered back, not completely switching sides from, again, like eating carb-dense meals and then flipping the keto, you know, mm-hmm. I think picking one that makes sense for you is, is huge and not just listening to what cousin Johnny said worked for him. Necessarily. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this is a good time to uh, plug our episode one, right? If you haven't listened to it yet, that's kind of what we talked about there. When you're wanting to lose weight, you're wanting, you know, this part of your new year's resolution, you know, you want to choose something that's realistic to you because not everything is, you know, tailored perfectly for you. And I think it would be a good idea mm-hmm. to choose a diet or choose, if you want to do something like that, choose something that's going to be realistic, something that you know you're capable of. You know, I'm not going to come out here and say I'm going to go vegetarian because I know I enjoy oh, I eating meat, you know, but that's really? just for me. And for others, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I know people out there who, you know, could gladly be like, oh, yeah, like I could live without eating red meat, you yeah. know, eating chicken. So, you know, they'll go, they'll gladly decide to go vegetarian. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have no vendettas against any like um, preferences as far as um, diet and nutrition goes. It just has to be sustainable for you. I think mm-hmm. that's the that's the summary. Yeah, um, and, and, yeah, and I think um, no, I was just gonna say um, when you're dieting, you know, it's um, you could choose like kind of like going back to episode one. We said you could choose one thing, and then you could you know decide that's not for you, and you can move on. The, the mm-hmm. fact that you're even going, you know, starting to diet, starting this uh, fat loss journey, it's, it's a huge step within itself. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, getting, getting back to um, fat loss in, in particular, though, and like kind of some, some uh, tips that we, that we have in order to help you burn more calories or in, increase your calorie deficit. Um, I would say that um, midway through like when you're when you're let's say you're going to be dieting for 12 weeks right when you're about four to six weeks in that's when I would say you would want to increase your cardio because I personally don't count um, cardio as part of my deficit when uh, dieting because I think that's another mistake that gets made is people eat the exact same but they they make their deficit exercise based so um, if their deficit is, is 500 calories a day, right? They'll 
they'll go on a stairmaster and burn 500 calories and then think that that is a good enough deficit in order to achieve their their goals when in reality if they take that from their diet and then um add cardio as the tool in later you won't have to do more and more cardio as you go because if you're already in a 500 calorie deficit you don't need to do another 500 calories worth of of cardio on top of that because if you're starting with cardio as your deficit every time you start to plateau you will have to increase your cardio so if you're doing 500 calories a day you're then going to have to move to 700 800 1000 and it's just not really that worth it in my opinion wow. i think the easier thing to do is is to clean up your diet and then use cardio as a tool to help you break through plateaus later on if that yeah, makes I, sense no dude i think that's a huge key i think um I think we even talked about it in school is like if you could you know have this calorie deficit be strictly within your diet and not counting your exercise that's a mm -hmm. huge you'll find yourself reaching that calorie deficit a lot easier because you'll yeah. you'll be cutting back foods uh, bad foods and you know and on top of that you're working out you'll you'll only see results much quicker um i think uh, another good tip is you know there's good and bad calories. You know, mm -hmm. one thing you want you want to really look into your journey is um, what you're consuming. Is it good for you? Um, because you know, you you could in theory you could eat really bad junk food and still lose weight. Yeah, right? and still be in a deficit. So, yeah, and still be in a deficit, right? But you mm -hmm. want to make sure the food you're consuming every day is food that's going to give you long-lasting energy, food that's not going to make you feel sluggish, food that's not going to make you feel so bloated, right? Yeah. You want to choose calories that's going to make your body feel good. And then in the end, I think you'll find yourself actually feeling good. You know, if you work, if you work an eight to five job, you won't feel so sluggish at two, three o'clock in the afternoon. You'll still feel full of energy. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I think I, I got like, I got one more, I think. Um, as far as fat loss goes, I am not on a fat loss journey. I'm actually on the longest bulk of my life, um, currently <laughs> running about four years. Um, but um, as far as tips that I have in regards to dieting to make, to make those change, uh, the, those caloric changes within your diet is to substitute foods that you already eat with um, healthier alternatives, right? So if you like peanut butter, I'm sure you've heard of PB2 by now or PB Fit or powdered peanut butter or whatever you wanna call it, right? Mm -hmm. You get the same amount of um, technical like uh, servings, but with lower amounts of calories because they extract fat from it. So I don't know how that process works, but they do. And mm -hmm. also like for me, I like making fried rice, whether it's um, chicken, shrimp, doesn't matter. When I'm dieting, I'll switch over to riced cauliflower, still get the same amount of volume of a meal, but with lower carbs and lower, um, lower density of calories. Um, and that goes across the board. You can, you can pick, you can find so many alternatives um, at the grocery store as far as um, lower density of calories in order to help you stay in that calorie deficit that you need in order to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, covering kind of 
Um, I don't know if you said replacement, but um, I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, you know what, um, for lunch, I'm gonna do a smoothie. It's gonna be a meal replacement. I'm not saying uh -huh. meal replacements are bad, but I definitely think we should be consuming our nutrients um, and like our protein goals through actual meals, right? Okay. I think you'll find yourself, um, it'll be a much richer diet in that sense because you'll be able to consume. There's a lot of good nutrients that come from just eating your, you know, your veggies, your, your chicken or any, oh, or whatever kind yeah. of protein, right? So, and if you're consuming it through a smoothie, I'm not saying that it's not good, but I definitely could make an argument that you you get a lot more nutrients through an actual meal. Well, I, I think um, kind of piggybacking off that, um, you're specifically talking about like uh, meal replacement, like shakes, right? Like that's what you're yeah. kind of talking about. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause I mean, when you do a meal replacement shake, you're, you're dealing with supplement companies and um, processed foods and stuff like that. So I don't know that that's a good idea. And I think we can all agree on that anyways, but what you do by consuming your meals throughout the day and consuming your nutrients as close to evenly throughout the day, um, like spread out through meals or whatever, you'll give your body a better chance to absorb as much of it as possible, right? If your macros for the whole day are 180 protein, uh, 250 carb and 70 fat, and you eat it all in, you know, an intermittent fasting window of like six hours or something like that, chances are your body is not going to absorb that. Not all of it for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, when yeah. you, you're, you're giving your body time to break down, we're not even getting into hormones of how that affects your ghrelin and insulin and all that kind of stuff, but it just, it, it makes it easier on your body's digestion and metabolism in order to spread that out like that. I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good advice. It's really, really good to summarize. Um, Cool. Do you have any last uh, comments, any last tips before we call it a day? Yeah, uh, one, one last thing, I think. It um, has to do with like progress pictures and, and um, uh, weighing yourself and stuff. Figure out from the start what is going to make you the most accountable. Because mm. you, if, if you take pictures every single day and you're not seeing the progress that you want, it may discourage you to an extent and we don't want that. So maybe doing weekly pictures would be better. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with the scale. If you, if you know that seeing your body weight go up like 0.2 pounds after losing 10 the previous like, you know, two weeks, that's gonna set you back into remission. Don't do that, you know? You have to figure out the schedule in which you wanna do those things because that'll help you more as opposed to hurt you, but yeah. vice versa, vice versa. If you need that extra accountability where you see, oh man, I gained the 0.2 pounds um, yesterday or from today to yesterday. Um, and that would push you even harder to stay on track. Then by all means, you can do that too. Just figure out which side you're on, I would say, because yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I would say a lot of people don't identify that early and that, uh -huh ends up harming them because they hear progress pictures and scale and then they don't like what they see early on and then they stop so yeah. figure that out early and that'll help you over the long term yeah that, that, that that's a really good point i think that kind of like summarizes uh today's episode because you know we talked about having a high quality caloric deficit 
you know, eating well, um, choosing how aggressive you want to be, um, and also understanding this weight loss journey, like how I mentioned earlier in the episode, it's not going to be simple as just going to be dropping weight the whole time, you know, yeah. understanding how it works and understanding that it's a long-term thing, it's going to be very beneficial to you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Uh, I guess I'll say thank you first. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Hope this was helpful. Um, I guess we will catch you in the next one, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for watching, guys. If like we always say, if you have any comments or any recommendations on uh, how to improve this podcast or anything you guys want to talk, want us to talk about, please, by all means, feel feel free to share that with us in the comment section. For sure. All right, guys. Take care. See you in the next. Peace out, guys. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you who took the time to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, we would love it if you shared this with someone who would find this helpful. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at BodyCompRx for more tips and information. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.